1: on a Wednesday, <clears throat> on which nothing is really happening, of course, because it's a Wednesday, uh, we have had James Pierce, James Pierce, Jimbo himself in the Athletic today. Deny that we're planning a move for Romeo Lavia. Deny that we have a need for a third midfielder. Jimbo out of the loop, as per. It must be terrible for Jimbo working in a newspaper where. A non Liverpool journalist in David Ornstein gets far more insight into what Liverpool are actually doing than he does. Uh, aside from that, we've had some more talk about Kefren Turam. We've had some more talk about Lavia elsewhere. There's Manu Kone's name popping up. <clears throat> and the biggest name that's going round or the biggest deal going round for us at the moment is Levi Colwell. So we'll wait and see. Uh, Pierce's logic, by the way, was that. We wouldn't need a third midfielder unless Thiago left. We need three if Thiago stays. We need four if Thiago goes. Pierce said, well, Liverpool would have nine midfielders if you include Trent. Right, that's for four positions. If you've got four midfielders, you need ten midfielders. If you play a starting four, you need ten ideally, including one sage old head and one kid. We don't have that. Our nine midfielders and Jimbo puts as Jimbo puts it would be Trent with no natural backup, but Bissetich would probably do the job there. Fabinho with no backup. Then in the left-sided role, we'd have Alexis, Curtis, and probably Thiago. And in the right-sided role, we'd have Dominic, Henderson and Elliot. with the problems being that Henderson isn't good enough. Elliot's not a midfielder. Thiago can't be relied on because of his fitness. Fabinho was a shell of himself last season. Even at the end of the season, he was still well off the Fabinho of past years. And Stefan Besetic is a kid who got broken after, what, nine, ten games? So... <clears throat> We very clearly have needs for more midfielders. Um, let's be honest, who cares what James Pierce has to say? Um, we're going to do today the Roy Hodgson and Kenny years in terms of transfers, because Roy certainly does not deserve a, a podcast on to himself, and, and there wouldn't be enough content in a Roy window, but we will go through the 2010-11, 2011-12 seasons today and look at some of the vast amounts of money that we managed to squander. So in the summer of 2010, the following players left, Damien Plessis was sold to Panikonitis, Christian Nemeth was sold to Olympiakos. Albert Riera was sold to Olympiakos. We also loaned a couple of players to Greece and sent Charles Atangi there on on a free. Uh, Nikolai Mihailov, who actually became a decent keeper when once he left us, he also left on a free, as did David Martin, who would bounce around for years and eventually get to play in the Premier League for West Ham. And Robbie Trellfeld, they all left on freeze In the January window, Ryan Babel left, Fernando Torres left. Those two came in together and left together. Charles Atanji, he went in that window. And Andrus Simon went in that window. We actually let four goalkeepers leave the club that year, including Diego Cavalieri, who was actually really good and would go on to be capped by Brazil. Um, <clears throat> the incomings were not good. John Flanagan was promoted from the under-18s. Milan Jovanovic was Rafa's farewell present. Wasn't a very nice one. Uh, Joe Cole arrived. John Joe Shelby and Danny Wilson arrived. Rafa had wrapped those deals up as well. Neither of them ever really worked out for us. Uh, Brad Jones arrived. And then it got really ugly. Paul Koncheski arrived. Christian Poulsen arrived. And the probably only bright spot, and it was a very small bright spot in that window, was the signing of Raul Morelos, who was pretty average that year, but did have that one purple patch, which was good. Uh, In the January, obviously, we signed Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll. Um how to even describe this season. Um, It started off horribly. I think that's the important thing to say. Um, We were absolutely shocking until early January. We were in 12th position and the decision was finally made to change the manager, but not before Not before. We'd been hammered by City, lost to United, lost at home to Blackburn, lost away to Everton in what the manager described as the best performance of his tenure to that point. Uh, The first eight games, we won one of them, drew three of them and lost the other four. Then we did win three in a row. We beat Blackburn, we beat Bolton and we beat Chelsea. We drew at Wigan, we lost to Stoke. We beat West Ham, we lost to Spurs. We beat Villa, we lost to Newcastle and lost to Wolves. Then we beat Bolton. And then we played Blackburn. <laughs> and then we played Blackburn. And Gerrard definitely missed a penalty on purpose. <laughs> he definitely missed a penalty on purpose. And Hodgson was thankfully sacked. Thankfully, dismissed, sent about his business, sent to go far, far away. In the Europa League, we beat Rabotnicki in the third qualifying round and Trabzonspor in the playoff round. We beat Stoia Bucharest four-one at home. We drew away to Utrecht and Napoli. We beat Napoli. at home with Steven Gerrard coming off the bench to score a second-half hat-trick, including two goals in the last three minutes. We drew away to Stoje Bucharest and drew away to Utrecht. We weren't exactly imperious in the group, but we did finish top. We beat Sparta Prague and then we lost to Braga. Those games took place under Kenny. Uh, In the FA Cup, Manchester United knocked us out in Kenny's first game, but he'd only come in the door the day before, so it didn't really make much of a difference. And in the League Cup, we lost to what our manager at the time called formidable Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least when Kenny took over, things improved. We lost our first two games under him, but then we went six unbeaten. Drew at Everton, beat Wolves, beat Fulham, beat Stoke, beat Chelsea. Drew at Wigan. That Chelsea game, most notable for Danny Agar sticking his elbow into Fernando Torres' face. Um, Lost to West Ham, beat United 3-1. That's the game where Suarez went nuts. And Dirk Kuyt scored the spawniest hat trick in the history of the game. Uh we beat Sunderland. Again, Suarez did madness. We lost to West Brom. We beat City. Drew with Arsenal, hammered Birmingham, beat Newcastle, beat Fulham comfortably five two away. Maxi got a hat trick. We beat Fulham. No, sorry, we beat Fulham. We lost to uh we lost to Spurs. And then we lost to Villa to end the season. And we finished the year in sixth place, uh, missing out on Europe. Had we beaten Tottenham, we would have gotten Europa League football, but it wasn't to be. And uh, there's not much you can do about it. So we move on to the 11-12 season, and this is where... Damien Camoli and Kenny did some of the worst transfer business you'll ever see in your entire lives. Um, going out the door, Nabil Elzar left, Fabio Aurelio left, Sotiris Kyriakos left, and Christian Polson left all on free transfers. I think we paid like five million for Polson and gave him a free transfer the next year. Ah uh, left for 800 grand. Insua left, Konchelski left, Engog left, and then Morellas left because apparently when he was signed, he was promised a new contract after the first year, which wasn't forthcoming. So we sold him to Chelsea for some reason. Uh, Lewis Hatch, Jack Robinson, Andre, Andre Wisdom, and Jamie Stevens were promoted. Doney was brought in from Roma. Craig Bellamy arrived on a free. Uh, We signed Danny Ward from Wrexham. We spent a considerable amount of money on Sebastian Cuates. We spent actual real money on Charlie Adam and Luis Enrique. Our director of football at the time came out afterwards and said that Enrique was signed purely on the data because all the scouts had said, do not sign this player. And unsurprisingly, all of the scouts were correct because he was absolutely awful. Uh, Adam was maybe the player with the greatest opinion of himself in comparison to what he actually did on the pitch. Uh, We've spent a considerable amount of money on Jordan Henderson, uh, yet to be seen if that's going to prove to be a good buy. And and we signed Stuart Downing. Uh, We spent a lot of money on Stuart Downing. An awful lot of money on Stuart Downing for what Stuart Downing does. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. That's not a good window. Not a good window at all. In the season, we did manage to win some silverware. This was our first real silverware since we'd won the FA Cup in 06. So that was nice. We also got to the FA Cup final. But our league form was a catastrophe in the back half of the season. So in the League Cup, we beat Exeter, we beat Brighton, we beat Stoke, we beat Chelsea. Then we beat City in the semi-finals, 3-2 across the two legs. And then we beat Cardiff on penalties in the final. In the FA Cup, we beat Oldham, we beat Manchester United, we beat Brighton again, we beat Stoke again, we beat Everton. And then we lost to Chelsea, which was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. 2-1. Ramirez scored early. Then Drogba scored. Carroll scored one, but missed an absolute sitter. In the league, we were actually doing fairly well through the first half of the season and we sat sixth, we'd only lost three games. We were just drawing too many games. In the back half of the season, our form was a disgrace. In the last 19 games, we lost 11. We lost 11 of 19 games, one, two, with five wins and three draws. That is absolutely shocking. That's 18 points from 19 games, which is 36 points from a 38-game season, which most years will have you either relegated or 17th. And there was people actually arguing that Kenny should be kept because we won the League Cup. Mind-numbing. The reason we fell apart was because Daniel Agger got injured. You'll find people that will tell you it was because... Lucas Leiva got injured, it wasn't. It was because Daniel Agger got injured. Because Leiva got injured in November and we were fine up until Agger got injured. <laughs> Agger got injured in the cup final and we were just a complete shambles thereafter. We weren't great going into it, but we were resting players ahead of it and we'd had tough games. Like we lost to United. No real shame in that. We lost to City. No real shame in that. The only bad result was Bolton beating us 3-1. But after that we lost everybody. Sunderland beat us, QPR beat us, Wigan beat us at Anfield, Newcastle who were awful beat us, West Brom beat us at Anfield, Fulham beat us at Anfield, and we lost to Swansea on the final day. We did hammer Chelsea 4-1, which was nice. 3 days after the FA Cup final they played their reserves and we beat them 4-1. Uh, Kenny was sacked at the end of this season, and it was the right decision. I mean, he was a club legend. He was. It was incredible that he'd come back and given up his time to come back when he didn't need to. He did the club a big favor. But the truth of it is, he should never have been given the job on a permanent basis. FSG gave in to the will of the fans in the summer of 2011. Because when Kenny came back, it was until the end of the season. Came back January 2011 until the end of the season. And then the fan base got itself all worked up, demanded that he be kept. He got given a three-year contract and he was sacked a year later. And it was the right decision to sack him. So, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, Tomorrow, we will work our way through the mess that is the Brendan Rodgers era of transfers. There are some absolute belters, and there's some good ones, obviously, but some absolute belters in there. Uh, on this Anfield. there is a piece about Romeo Lavia. There is a piece about a new marginal gain. Um, reporter claims Liverpool won't sign the third midfielder unless one leaves. That's just Jimbo talking out of his arse. Jordan Henderson shows he's pre-season ready at popular Portugal destination. Uh Henderson did some Instagram photos, you know, because that's a real sign that you're working hard, getting it out there on social media. Uh Dominic Zaboslai shows Jürgen Klopp, shows attitude Jürgen Klopp wants with Champions League. Dominic has said he's going to try and win us the Europa League, so that would be nice. Uh, Lavia increasingly likely in Reds' open to Tiago offers latest Liverpool news. Nat Phillips attracts interest from Dutch champions again. That's that's Jimbo. I I, I don't know if Jimbo's ever seen an Arnie Slot team play, but Feyenoord's style of play would not suit what Nat Phillips is good at, and all the things he's not good at would get badly exposed in that team. Liverpool will accept suitable offer for Thiago amid Saudi interest. Uh, Liverpool end interest in Kefran Turam. Blah, low ranking the le- six left, cent- six left centre backs. Liverpool have been linked with. So, um, this is not a bad list, but it's it's just wrong. Um, it has Jarrett Brantwaite, six, and that's fair enough on the face of it because he's the least. He's the least developed, least experienced member of this list. However, Jared Brantwaite is a better option than the guy who's ranked fifth, which is Mark Gwehi. And the reason he's a better option is because he's left footed. And he's six foot five and he's good in the air. Mark Gwehi is too small to be a Liverpool centre back at six foot even. And at 60000000 million, he'd also be too expensive to be a backup to Virgil and Ibu because he can't play the left-sided role in a three because he's not left-footed. So he can't shift out to left-back. He can't attack as a left-back when we need him to do those things. Branthwaite could do those things. Uh, So those two should be flipped. Um, Number four is Goncalo Inasio. He should be higher. Three is Bastoni. He should be higher. Two is Mickey Van Deveen. He should be lower. And number one is Levi Colwell, and that's correct. It should go Colwell, Bastoni. Inasio or Van Deveen is a toss-up. Inashio's is much better on the ball. Van Deveen is the better defensive player. Just depends on what you want, really. Uh, then Brandt Wade and then Mark He as a non-starter. Uh, on liverpool.com, there is a piece about Romeo Lavia. There is a piece about Edmund TopSapa, who's a very good player. And if Joel Matip was leaving, he'd make a lot of sense. There's a piece about Darwin. Uh, Liverpool interested in 77 million. No, sorry. Real Madrid interested in 77 million Liverpool star. We'll come back to that. Liverpool could seal 64 million move. Kevin De Bruyne loves his transfer increasingly unlikely. That is Romeo Lavia again. There's a piece about Dominic, another piece about Darwin. There's a piece about Gabriel Viega. There's a piece about Max Kilman. Uh, Liverpool should sign. No. Max Kilman isn't quite good enough. He'd be a great squad player, but he's not quite good enough to be a starter for us. Um, another piece about Lavia. Another piece about Lavia, and another piece about Dominic. Uh, who is the Liverpool star that Real Madrid are interested in? Um... <laughs> Real Madrid is planning to scout new Liverpool signing Dominic Zabosla. Of course they are. Yeah, good lads. Uh, Fine or die in that, Philip? No. Oh, it's actually Bascom, not, not Jimbo. My apologies to Jimbo. It was actually Bascombe who came up with that nonsense. So, yeah, we'll move on. On to Liverpool. No, we have done Liverpool.com. That's all. That's all there is there. So on to Anfieldindex.com. The lead piece is a piece by me about Romeo Lavia, uh, the perfect Fabinho successor. So give that a read if you have a chance. There's pieces on Thiago uh, and Bobby and Kefran Turam. There's a new minefield where the lads had Jonathan Northcroft on, and then there's loads of Dominic Pods. There is a scouted recorded. There's another one to be recorded today. And I think another one to be recorded tomorrow or Friday because Carl's away on yet another holiday. Can you believe this fellow? Another holiday. Me and you, me and you ain't getting four or five holidays a year. Match it's on holiday every month. Sometimes it's a, it's a quote unquote working holiday. But you better believe there's more holiday than work taking place. It's a scandal, an absolute scandal. The hedonistic lifestyles of these journalists. This is where your hard-earned money is going. It's not not to better content in whatever media outlet that you subscribe to or you might purchase of a day. It's to fund these charlatans going on holiday. It's an absolute disgrace. I'll see you all tomorrow. Take
0: care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.